Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Reanimated. It's episode 369-ish. I'm Stuart in California, and joining us today is H.A. Conrad in New York. Hello, H.A. Hello, hello. What, what is the last thing that you were outside doing? <laughs> well, I am fresh from seeing the a viewing of Renfield at uh, Nighthawk Cinema, and uh, I'm happy to discuss it with you, because I think you saw it last night, right? I did see it last night at the airport stadium. There doesn't have a cool what is name. That? That's just with the movie theater. It's on Airport Boulevard. It's not actually at the airport, but uh needless to say, it's my closest theater now that my in town one has shuttered. Um hmm. so c'est la vie. Uh you saw it at the illustrious Nighthawk. Was did it live up to all of your expectations? Um, the the movie or the Nighthawk? The, the Nighthawk. <laughs> So um, it depends. So this was not one of the the bigger uh, movies that I guess is in the theater right now. So they have some smaller theaters and, um, you know, it, it's fine. But like our projections, projector setup here is actually kind of close to what they had going on. Um, so, yeah. Um, but our projector setup is really good. So that's actually... You know, not a negative thing on the Nighthawk, more of a positive thing about our setup. Your here. own setup. Um, yeah. But yours is at like how many feet versus theirs probably yeah. from like 40 yeah. feet away, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite that. But anyway, it was fine. But um, but I love the Nighthawk. They do a great job and they do really fun sort of trailers uh, going into it. And they, you know, this this film has reference upon reference and lots of homages, in my opinion. Um, And the people at the Nighthawk know that. So they had these like really fun lead-ins, um, including um, just, I think, to, uh, you know, be a little bit silly. But uh, Nick Cage was in a vampire film in the 80s, I think. Um, and so they had footage from that. It was with Jennifer Beals. Uh, really? Yeah. And it, it was pretty... Uh... <laughs> Pretty rough, uh, but uh, pretty pretty awesome as well. It was called uh, Vampire's Kiss, apparently. Don't, um, I don't remember and, that at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, and it, yes, it was from 1988. I just I just got a pinged it. Um, and so they had had that. They had a bunch of other things that were pretty pretty cool. Um, and so uh, that that was kind of like a fun lead in. And and a good crowd. Everybody was was having a lot of fun with this film, watching it. Man, so. I had such like a a conventional movie going experience where we just watched some trailers, some you know ads for local businesses, um, mm. and then yeah, I got to see the Last Voyage of the Demeter trailer on the big screen, and then some oh. other like the the choice of trailers was pretty weird. It was a lot of um, like rated R trailers for comedies. Do you remember if did you have a a variety of trailers or do they do things very differently at the night? They did things very differently. I mean, there were a few trailers, but they tended to be mostly horror or like there's a weird one coming out um, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Bo is not afraid or Bo is. Oh, yeah. I've seen that online, not in the theater. That looks weird. Yeah, it looks really strange. So that was one of them. Um, And. uh that was, you know, a month, and there was the other one that's like, uh, I've seen a trail, I've seen this trailer a few times, and I, I honestly cannot pull the name right now to save my life. Um, it's the one that 
it's another like uh evil dead kind of a movie with the oh mom. the really the really freaky looking one that we yeah. we've seen that trailer we've talked about that that does look yeah. that kind of i'm a little mad at that movie because that movie basically kicked last train from new york and salem's lot out of the um the calendar the release schedule yeah. i was yeah. kind of looking forward to both of those so and instead what was the, it rise of evil dead or something i think evil dead rise or yeah something yeah. along those lines and Anyway, I didn't enjoy this trailer any more than the first time I saw it. And no, that's a you, that's a hard trailer to watch, man. Yep, yep. Uh, right. So, so there was that one, and you know, but all in good, uh, all in all in good fun. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, do you want to chat? Let's chat about about Renfield. About good Renfield. Okay, so going into this, I had no idea. Uh, about this revelation that I had when the credits started rolling and I see um, co-written or something along those lines, story by Robert Kirkman. I did know that, but I thought you did no. <laughs> as well. So I don't, I try not to read stuff about movies. I mean, if it's not like, you know, out there and I, I, I noticed as soon as I was leaving the theater that there was like interview with the cast and there's Robert Kirkman sitting there with them. Yeah. That was surprising to me and it did not feel a lot like some i mean maybe it does i'm just glad to see that he's like still mixing it up this was like his own original pitch um i would say for um like cast wise this is a cool cast first of all mm -hmm. like wow nicholas cage nicholas hult um aquafina ben schwartz and others uh oh gosh it's so and many Sheree, uh Sheree yeah, she's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, she's really good in this. Um, and then um, also Brendan Scott Jones, uh, who's been in—he's like a character actor, um, in a bunch of stuff. But like, he was the um, the, the therapist support guy. Groups. Yeah, he was good. The support yeah. support group in general for like actors with very little to do, they really dialed it up, and they were doing great. I, I enjoyed their performances too yeah they did a good job as well um, as uh rebecca's partner what's oh yeah. his name yeah i don't know what his name was uh but the actor's name is adrian martinez yeah he was awesome <laughs> when he got the coke thrown in his face uh, yeah. i was just chortling it was a chortle um the loud breather sitting next to me did not chortle at all but, uh... <laughs> people were like really loudly laughing throughout this film it was a very interactive audience it was yeah. kind of awesome so that was fun um i kind of feel like this this role for nicholas holt uh echoes quite strongly with the role of his that we are least fond of ah so i was going to bring this up and i'm wondering if if nicholas uh holt has a bingo card that he's going through and wants to play all the different uh kind of monsters mm -hmm. he's he's done zombie he's done vampire i wouldn't it's not quite werewolf i mean he was beast in in you know young beast in x-men um yeah it was know? just the warm well the warm bodies vibes were so strong with this role where he's like yeah. bad guy but slowly becoming good guy you know well, it's stuff. that but but it was a little bit i don't know yes but i not i think this was done a lot better 
Um, yeah, it's it's not. I'm not saying that this had a warm bodies effect on me. That was mostly because of the lore that they were trying to shove down our throats more than it was the performances. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed the bits of humor that were in Warm Bodies, as I recall. I haven't listened to that review of ours in a long time. Or you were re- very upset. We were both. You were more <laughs> upset than I was. I think I enjoyed it more than yeah. you did. But I was wondering if that would taint your your. I mean, of course it does, because I look at this guy and I remember all I can remember is warm bodies. And I'm uh, but, you know, that aside, could it be that you're just jealous of his cheekbone, Stuart? It could be just a little bit. of. I've never really taken a moment to, you know, look within and and wonder where they're very much highlighted in this movie. So if you like cheekbones, they're they're there for you. Um, I I thought he was awesome in this. Honestly, he, he, <laughs> really he is. He's very it. funny. His action scenes are totally off the wall and hilarious too. They get funnier as the movie goes on. And but, physical comedy wise, like he yeah. does an incredible job. And I think that this must have been really exhausting. Like the choreography was very well thought out, and while funny, really probably a pain to get this all to come together well you gotta wonder right. is this robert kirkman writing humor like is that i don't is know that his pen um, here i don't know but aquafina is awesome as well and i have to say she i love her and i've loved her and everything she's in and in this just i was i was just very i was so happy to see her and then the um it was a lot of the fight scenes she was amazing in them um, she did an incredible job. This, She's both her and and Holt are doing like crazy action sequences, yeah. and they don't. I don't think either of them come from that like background no. necessarily. No, but yeah, then, it was cool to see her really getting thrown in there. There were some funny edits though, or cuts, like her jumping over the railing of their yeah. of that, and then like <laughs> suddenly, like she reaches out for his hand, and then suddenly she lands on the car. I was like, okay, I guess nobody wanted to do that stunt, or yeah. it like, didn't matter enough, or why did they do it that way? I don't but know. Odd, the funniest, but... I feel like the funniest thing she did was that weird flouncy walk down the hallway she did away from her really... sister. When she keeps looking back at her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody in my theater laughed at that, but I was like, I oh, laughed that at was it. great. Because uh, so she does it like three times. Yes, she keeps doing it. And I wonder if that was, uh, I, I assume that's like improv on some part, in some part on her. Yeah. Uh, because I don't, I don't feel like Aquafina really gets to play a whole ton of different parts. She's often just that like yelling, uh, frustrated person <laughs> a lot of the time. And she's that character a lot here. I mean, poor Kyle really gets just everybody's yelling at him, but she's yelling at most of the people in her life, it feels like. I think I think that that's true, but she's also yelling truth. So yes, there's that as well. Uh, yes. Clearly, we're going to be talking about a lot of spoilers, so we're going to really get into the, the plot here, but... I really liked that this was sort of about a side character of Renfield. Um, and in the trailers leading up to, to watching this film, they had a lot of cuts of different Renfield scenes from various films, which I thought was fun. Um, but rarely do you see something like this where it's sort of like the side character. Um, it And I think you have to, there's a lot of, what we do in the shadows vibe going on in this, as well as some of the yeah. kind of the Raimi uh, like campiness with the, the gore and the, the outrageous um, like blood and fight scenes that are just absolutely absurd. Um, oh yeah. 
but I didn't think, you know, often when you see things like that and people try to do this much in terms of like referencing different films and like poking fun at, at things, it sometimes goes over the top. And it, it was an over the top film, but I felt like they blended all of that pretty well in this. Uh, what did you think? I mean, call some out because I'm not sure that I was picking up on references so much as just like some, you know, some of the, the Renfield stuff that they were doing, like eating bugs is like out of the book. So well, it's out of the book, but there's definitely some Tom Waits stuff going on in a few of those moments with with Mr. Holt that are are very to me, very much. And that was the that was the Dracula with uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, and the Keanu, 1992 and, one. And Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> but, and Monica Bellucci, uh, Anthony yeah. Hopkins, everybody, yeah. Winona Ryder, everybody was in that movie. Ka- Carrie Elwes. Um, but, um, and then in just in terms of some of the choreography and the, um, just the sort of slacky campiness that felt very, and that's why I was like, I was like wondering how you enjoyed it because some of that stuff is very Raimi, which you are not always on board with like the level of camp. And there was a lot of camp here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I don't know what it is about Raimi specifically that, like turns me off but um i wasn't feeling that in this and i think it was the humor that i don't feel Raimi usually has enough of maybe in his to balance his insanity yeah um but the humor like when he rips off a guy's two arms and the guy whose arms have been ripped off is like holy crap like he's impressed uh, and so is so is Renfield and like everybody's impressed by what he just did. And then he proceeds to beat up a bunch of people and then spear some people with those disembod like those ripped off arms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you cannot dial this up anymore. It was so bonkers, that scene. But I was just and loving that's it. that's a scene specifically that was crying like Raimi to me all the you way. You feel like but... it? OK, what what yeah. is it about that that makes you think of Raimi? Because it I feel was like... just. It was is just it, so, is that like Evil Dead sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, and it was just like so over the top and ridiculous. And mm-hmm. there's like a ridiculousness, but I don't know how to. It, it's sort of like okay, we're gonna do this even more. Like I don't know. Anyway, so that was what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Um, but, but I did like the idea that this whole like film is based around this little kind of like minor character that doesn't get a ton of time in most movies. He's there, but like he isn't usually the center stage and he's it, there to and make it, you feel uncomfortable most of the time yeah 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 and now and, and and now he's well he's nicholas holt so he's got those cheekbones you can't feel uncomfortable around him even when he is eating bugs yeah, i'm sorry nothing is more uncomfortable making than ben schwartz right. snorting an, uh, a centipede um and then you know the other the strong references that i was feeling the the what we do in the shadows sort of the pacing and the the delivery felt a lot like a lot of the writing felt a it's not exactly the same but it definitely felt like it was you know pulling from that a bit so yeah i would um, say just like nicholas holt's kind of look with how pale he was and his hair being kind of everywhere makes me think on some level of what's barnaby or whatever that guy from what we do Wait, are you saying what we do in the shadows or that other weird vampire soap opera? No, what we do in the shadows. What That's... we do in the shadows, and then I'm not thinking of the right thing. Um, the the look and feel of Renfield, the character design reminded me of Oh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Oh yeah, a I guess bit. You could, a little bit of that. The um... character design at least. And then but yeah, what we do in the shadows 
yeah, like less snarky. This was less snarky than than what we do in the shadows, which I am a huge fan of. Uh, hell, if they'd brought some of those vampires into this, I would have just gone into like orbit with happiness. Uh, yeah. a huge fan of that show. Um, and then of course there's a sort of sort of more direct like um references like the Bella Lugosi Dracula. There's like a scene with that they do like the flashback. Um, uh, the, that was an interesting um. Like, yeah, flashback or intro to the movie. Right. Um, so just, you know, they, they really, I'm sure there's like tons and tons of Easter eggs that you could look up and I'm sure they're all in there somewhere. Um, but those were the ones that really just uh, that definitely stood out to me. Um, but I loved, you know, it was really, to me, the script was excellent um, with the Renfield character. The way that they play everything out with the therapy group, I thought was really kind of awesome <laughs> so yeah, I was the, therapy group, the therapy group was was incredible um, what did you also think of the uh, vampire hunter scene at the beginning like it was a cool action sequence uh it was funny how they started the film with some of that and then they're like hold up wait let's do a little more exposition it was kind of a weird uh stop and go but it also kind of got you into the character and the delivery of renfield a little bit the way that they they kind of broke it in broke you into it i thought that was actually pretty smart yeah, and I I also thought that it just again Nicholas Holt does just this amazing job from a physical comedy and and just physical acting point of view. Um, he's really got this kind of I don't want to say goofiness, but it's like this very animated way about him um, in all these scenes. And the one where they have the the vampire hunters and he's like kind of like dashes in and like slides into the room. It was like it felt very Charlie Chaplin. Honestly, uh-huh. <laughs> like he just kind of like, like, like goes in and I'll like, this must have been an exhausting film to make. And in fact, there were, I texted you the uh, sort of like this outtake that never got used, but there's this whole apparently a musical scene with Renfield that just got cut, um, which looked like it was an enormous amount of effort <laughs> that they, that they decided not to use. Um, That's crazy. Um, but I, I also liked the, how they, Look, this isn't like a super deep movie, but it is they do a good job with what it is and with building his character. But also Aquafina does an incredible job at establishing exactly who her character is um, and continues to to go along that and their interactions together and their like relationship. You absolutely believe it. Like there's like an amazing dynamic between those two actors that I thought was just excellent. They had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. I've actually never seen. I mean, I don't know that I would say that they had a great chemistry. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I just wasn't feeling it. But I don't know that I've ever seen Aquafina be in a romantic role. And this wasn't romantic, but they were like kind of vibing on each other. Um, they they did in the um, script anyway. I don't feel like I don't feel like it was really happening on screen as much as I kind of wanted it to. I guess. I kind of like that they didn't sort of go over the top and that it was a little bit ambiguous. Um, yeah. I just mean chemistry as actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they totally um, played it off in a really excellent way. So she, um, she's, a, yeah, she can, she really delivers. I mean, if I've seen her do a, a couple, one or two dramatic roles, right. But not many. And, and this is not a dramatic role, but she's definitely more dramatic than in some of her other roles because she has this like dark backstory so she's constantly like bouncing off of you know her dad being dead and 
yeah and her her vendetta against this crime family which is at the heart of the plot so she she does a good job i think of being like that's her backbone but everything else about her is pure aquafina you know and so i thought that was pretty that was that was pretty cool like she did a great job with that i would say yeah and i mean again this must have been a pretty challenging film uh working just with the choreography and i mean there are a lot of action scenes in this film um or yeah and super intense super intense mm-hmm. for mostly for nicholas holt um yeah. so uh, you know some of the other perform we're talking a lot about nicholas holt now we're talking a lot about aquafina there are other amazing um characters and and roles and and parts played in this film uh before we get i want to like talk about nicholas cage last maybe if we can do yeah, that sure. uh like so ben schwartz plays teddy lobo uh do you know who i am i'm teddy yeah. fucking lobo he yells many times in this film yeah. he is uh like rapidly becoming one of my favorite people to watch on screen uh on tv in a movie i don't care he, he, whenever he's playing a character, it's always a bit of the same stuff. It's always a bit like slapstick and a little crazy, mostly a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always enjoy it. I don't know if you saw After Party, which was a show that came out like last year, or the year before. No, but uh, he was in. He did. He's done a few other things. Like he was like a guest on like Parks and Rec. Yeah, and he had an amazing role on like, Parks and Rec. He um, still make memes about him. Yep. Um, and his sister. But I didn't, I only saw a little bit of uh, the after party, but. Um, after party loved- was a great role for him. He had a whole episode because the episode, the show was told from the different people's perspectives as they like explained their role in this murder mystery. And his episode was a musical. Uh, it was so, so good. Oh my God. Uh, so I was really happy that he was in this. And then he was like the, you know, the eldest son of the, maybe the only child of the, uh, of the crime family, the Lobos. Yeah. And he is uh, a lot of braggadocio and then like, you know, also completely spineless and a total coward until later. Um, but when they, when he gets arrested and he's in the interrogation room by himself and he, <laughs> I also thought that was a really funny joke. That was yeah. like in the script. That was not just him. But it was him. Aquafina is re- reacting with her partner in the next room. He's in the room by himself and he's he's confessing to everything. Everything. Uh, and, and I thought that was really didn't funny. To, they didn't things they didn't even know about. So it was yeah. great. Um, so I thought he was fantastic. Um, I also thought um that just the, the dynamic in the police station with Aquafina and the other the, the other police officers was really great. Um, and, you know, let her do what she does so well, which is just yell and, and be really intense, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was, that was kind of fun. Um, but he also, Ben Schwartz also, I thought had a really great dynamic with um, the, you know, he's, he's like this it's kind of a screw up, even though he's supposed to be the one that um, is, you know, supposedly going to take over this this crime family at at some point, um, and then when you see him uh, uh, interact with his mom, uh, who is uh, Shora Agadashlu, um, she is so incredibly good and like commanding, and she's not on screen a ton, but you totally believe it. 
And the dynamic between those two is kind of amazing, too, because there's this whole thing where he's supposed to go and report to her. And it's like the guy's like, oh, she's down in the basement. Mm -hmm. She is terrifying standing there. She's not even really doing anything all that much. She Sheree has amazing presence. If you've seen much of The Expanse, you know how she can control a room. And she's like, I'm like, how did you get her to do this? Um, I don't know, but. It seemed she had a, a lot of fun. Um, I mean, her role, it makes sense for even for her as an actor, although like she's she's like Persian Ben Schwartz. I don't know how they're related, maybe, but it works. It works. You you, you can believe it that he is uh, her. Uh, he is her son. Yeah. Um, well, you also b- totally believe she's the head of this. Like she's this powerful, yeah. um, like head of this crime family. And she has this great speech where she's like talking to him and it doesn't even totally make sense. Um, but she's like, we are feared. And you're like, yeah, I'd fear you. I would absolutely fear you. Um, and so that's, that's kind of fun. Um, overall, just having her sort of interspersed between like in these different things and that's you know every time she popped up on screen i'm like was she just like this seems like fun and i'm gonna do it i don't know it it it's kind of insane the cast that they put together for this yeah uh I, yeah you're, you're not you're not wrong um i mean the budget was 65 million dollars mm-hmm. um so yeah that's not insignificant it's not like a super expensive movie uh and I wonder how much of that was like Nicolas Cage and the rest of these sure. people. Um, so uh, can we talk a little bit about Nicolas Cage? Sure. If you want to get to him, let's do it. He he is Nicolas Caging pretty strong. Like we've talked about a couple of other movies. Mm-hmm. Mom and Dad, I think, is one where I feel like we really got to see him just let the freak flag fly. And I think he's a little restrained in this one because he's trying to do an accent. And accent work is, I would say, not Nicolas Cage's. No. most natural place to be and it really slips in one of his scenes where he starts yes, yelling at, yes, uh, at, at Renfield and, he's just, and then he's just Nick caging it all over the place <laughs> yeah. but every so often he'll like make a vowel longer or like you know uh, not pronounce an R and you're like yep he's still British or Transylvanian or I don't know what the hell this guy is um, I, I will say that the less makeup he had on, the more I was enjoying his performance. It's not that it was bad. It was just he was so restrained and restricted when he had all that, uh, like, more of the prosthetics and stuff. And I think he had a hard time with his teeth, maybe, it felt yeah. like. Yeah, well, that was also a bit of a Nosferatu joke. But, uh, like, yeah, like, he had a problem with the teeth, but I think that was kind of deliberate. Okay. Um, I also want to pull out this like quote that Ben Schwartz said, which I thought was kind of funny while we were, I was doing a little, the research before we were podcasting. Ben Schwartz, like, as yeah, so they were like interviewing for for this, and he was like, it was an absolute joy to be strangled by Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. That's the kind of thing Ben Schwartz will um, just add to a conversation. Yep. yep. Um, so, so did, did you enjoy his performance? Um, I thought that he was going to go even more Nick Cage in this, and I and I think he seemed to be enjoying it, and he was a little bit more restrained than you normally see him. Um, I did enjoy it. I felt like there was I there was maybe like one more scene or some other thing that I would like to see between him and Renfield, um, that would make sense of their relationship a little bit more. I mean, we see some of it in the beginning, and they start to build that, but I don't feel like we get that. Um 
later on when Renfield's still trying to sort of bring him back to power. Um, it feels <laughs> to, like there needs well, not wait, accomplish full power. What's the phrase that they start saying? Yeah, I don't. That's know. another but, amazing joke. Yes, yeah. yes, that's awesome. that was in that was in the trailer, but I'd kind of forgotten about it. And by it's the time really good. It's by really the time good. that scene happens, and the Brandon Scott Jones reaction, oh my god, his delivery there was just fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no, I I completely agree. Like I thought that was one of the best scenes in the entire film, and I think that Nick Cage was clearly having a lot of fun with this role. Um, but if there had been maybe one more scene between him and and Renfield, that had a little bit more of the devotion, but I guess they're trying to show the toxicity, which is fine. Um, but I thought he did a really, I thought he was fun and I think he was having fun. Um, and I'd also forgotten that him and Nicholas Holt were in Weatherman together. Uh, so oh, I never saw that. What was Nicholas yeah. Holt's role in that? He was his son. Um, so they, and he was a lot younger, obviously. Oh my God. Um, so if you look up photos of it, it's like you little Nicholas. He wasn't as obviously he was in about a boy when he was really young, but this was, I think, like teenage years. So, um, or like maybe tweeny years. I don't. I'm not quite sure. But um, so it's just kind of fun to have them in this together, and they they both seem to have a lot of respect for each other because they talk about each other all the time for all the interviews. So, I think it was probably an over, like like it overall a really good experience and the cast seem like every time you see any cast member talking about this they seem to just like almost laugh out loud so i think it was probably a pretty fun set to be on yeah i i can't imagine that the people in those scenes in the church um for the support group i can't imagine that they weren't just all cracking up between takes um uh, like the the even the running jokes of renfield bursting in as soon as carol's trying to do a share it only ha it happens twice, but it's like nailed it. It's really, it's really good. Um, um but sorry, back to to Nick Cage. No, yeah. Um, in that I thought his makeup was done really well, just showing the different uh when he's not in power or whatever they were calling when he's like weekend and uh sort of you know he's been he gets taken out by the vampire hunters and there's like you know they they kind of bring him. They do like a staged makeup for him, which must have been a real pain to do. Mm -hmm. uh, where he looks pretty rough and then slowly starts to improve. So I thought that that was pretty good. And overall, I thought his makeup was pretty excellent. Oh, yeah. Um, he looked he looked fantastic. I mean, his costume, his wardrobe also. And, uh, you know, war wardrobe in general, I would say. Everybody kind of had interesting looks in this. Even Aquafina got to wear different tops, <laughs> despite mm -hmm. the fact that she was always in police pants with a yep. police belt. She had like eight different shirts <laughs> or or variations because uh, well, obviously she, you know, I, yeah, she she gets uh, on the wrong side of the law or the right side of the law the whole time. Honestly, everybody else is on the wrong side of the law, if we're being honest. Yep. Um, yeah, but I thought wardrobe wise taking Renfield and, and it's it's not one of those montages where people are made hot by taking off their glasses and shaking out their ponytail, but it's it's like the support group starts giving him advice and, uh, and he just does it himself, which is great. Um, yeah. I, so the support group is clearly like a very important part of the story. I don't feel like we've talked about it all that much, but at the same time, like just saying that those scenes are fantastic and all those like kind of background and one or two line actors who are in this movie doing, do a fantastic job. 
that's true and they do and it's great yeah do you think there could have been more of those scenes in the film with the support group yeah like would that would it have benefited from a little bit more support group um i think it would have benefited maybe seeing a little bit again so so this is sort of similar to the relationship with renfield and dracula and then with the support group if you knew a little bit more you might feel a little bit like you might feel more sympathetic we we only hear a very short amount we don't really know what their toxic partners have done to them we get a little bit from caitlin just mitch Um, yeah and who who happens to be friends with another one of their toxic partners in the yeah, support which group. Yeah, kind of funny, which is yeah. kind of funny. And I just thought that that would have tied it together a little bit more. But I also am very much in support of how like tight they made this film. It was like 93 minutes. And so it's, you know, often you'll see that they go a little bit too far and, and go on a little bit too long. But I thought that they did a really good job at editing this. And I am guessing that probably some of the scenes that got cut are the ones that I'm probably talking about. I bet they exist. Um, yeah. But maybe just to give a little bit more background and a little more depth to some of the relationships and why Renfield would even care about going to help some of these people. I mean, he says it and he fills it in, but it would have been kind of cool to show it right so that was the only minor sort of criticism i have but i think that the sacrifice of that was made up for in the fact that the script was super tight um the editing was great and i thought that it kept moving along in a really good way yeah it was it was exactly the right length um by the time they were like having brunch or breakfast at cafe du monde yeah it was but it was it was fine like that needed to happen the kind of pacing it can't always be insane because that was right after one of their insane action scenes and right before another one so it makes sense that they would do it that way it's interesting because they filmed on location or in new orleans but i didn't feel like a lot of this you know yes it was clearly in new orleans but i don't know that they utilized that as much as i thought that they would have other than that location nothing really like totally jumped out as new orleans to me Apparently um, that Mulat Mulate's restaurant is a real place. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know New Orleans that I've been there a bunch of times, but I wouldn't say I could recognize neighborhoods. So they might have they might have been using them to the hilt that I and I was just you know like Ooh, and it, know. it was lost on me. Yeah, but I mean a lot of them were sort of like close in the I don't know. It just didn't. I I thought that they would do a little bit more with it, but. I think it also has to be pretty hard to to film down there just because it's such a small place. And I guess maybe you can cut off some streets and whatever. But I will say, I mean, you've already talked about the the gore, the blood budget that they had might have been a, a big chunk of that sixty five million dollars. Oh, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed watching the gouts of blood that you generally didn't really get on their clothes. Um, there was only one scene really where Nicholas Holt was covered in blood mm-hmm. um, and that one of his earlier fights. Uh, and uh, also just the set design for places like the hospital where Dracula was holding up. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Set, great set dressing. Um, and then also the, um, the sort of layer of the, of the Lobos family, the Lobos is really good. I thought. Um, and I also thought that the, um, the special effects just with the, with Nick Cage turning into bats I thought that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Every time he did one of those kind of transformations, those were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, generally, costumes and, and makeup and everything was really good. They, Yeah, it felt it felt good. 
Like it was a funny movie. It had a tight script that that felt like it was made well. It seemed as if there was probably going to be a um so some kind of an after credit scene like it you know that people kind of gotten used to it but they it wasn't here although the end credit sequence has like a lot of like outtakes and different things uh which um i think are kind of funny um but i feel like they wrapped this up pretty well and i don't think there will be a sequel but maybe i guess it, there, that's always possible but uh, i mean like, what happens I, to uh Sheree, uh or bella francesca right. she well, disappears she, she she just goes into a into a truck to get arrested or something. I don't know. Um, oh, did she at the end? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, you know, because Aquafina says, you know, you know, success is great, and she gives her this really awesome look, and you know, she, it seems like she's probably not actually going to prison, but she goes off in this vehicle. Um, but I do, I thought that they wrapped up all the loose ends pretty well. I thought that this was, I mean, they could easily do a sequel of this, um, but I don't know that they're going to. I. I really enjoyed it. And I think that if you want to have a fun time and just it's very light and silly and fun. If you liked what we do in the shadows, I think you would really love this. And um, just I would say that the gore is over the top. So if that's something that bothers you, probably not for you. But uh, I oh, but I, it's so comical. Like yeah, if, yeah. this is not gore gore. This is yeah. not torture porn or anything no, no, like no, that. No, nothing like that. It's just very like campy and silly gore like ripping a man's arms off and everybody's impressed and joking about yeah. it for instance yeah it's ridiculous um uh-huh. i will say that the vampire the dracula blood thing at the end uh yeah, it's pretty funny it's funny it's also a little bit like oh okay like there's no consequences everything's fine well it's that kind of a film so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that that was good, um, but definitely. Uh, and then I, I Nicholas Holt put, did put up the the dancing outtake on, I think on his Instagram or something, and it was pretty funny. Uh, so I think you should definitely check that out if you have not yet, Stuart. But um, it's uh, def- I had a lot of fun at this. I think this is just like a really fun weekend movie to go to. Yeah, uh, so I thumbs agree. Up. Thumbs up. I agree. Uh, so go out and see Renfield and you can maybe watch some trailers or if you go to a cool movie theater, they'll show you clips of other Nicolas Cage projects. <laughs> now we have to watch Vampire's Kiss. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess we must. No, no. no. Love Jennifer Beals. Um, but hey, you know what? Listen to other podcasts that we've done at reanimated.podbean.com. You can email us at reanimatedpodcast.gmail.com. And if Twitter is still a thing when I uh, publish this, then you can find us on Reanimated PCast. Um, I thought this movie was great, and I appreciate you going out and seeing it and uh, letting us talk about it, H.A. Thank you. Awesome, you too. And uh, until next time, ciao. Alrighty. Bye-bye. <laughs>